God states very clearly that faith without works is dead. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have for us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly, that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome. Oh. I forgot you were sitting sound, over there. Sound would be good. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, everyone. Welcome, Welcome back to back. another episode of Conservative Daily. Where we now have voices. We do. We have sound. We have sound. Um, I want to tell, before we get started, we have a great show today uh, planned. We're going to be talking about Georgia and how the hand counting in the Democrat primary in District 2 commissioner race in Georgia has destroyed the machine narrative. And we've got some great guests coming on. But I want to tell the audience, if you missed last night's episode with Jake Lang, um, we had been trying to get Jake uh, on the show for weeks we had several mornings where we were in waiting for Jake to be let out of his cell and then he was not let out of his cell. And so uh, the, we finally we were finally able to connect. Joe was finally able to interview him last night. And it's an absolutely powerful interview. Uh, that man um, just is is drenched in the Holy Spirit. And you can tell from uh, from how he's handling the situation that God is so very real with him right now. And uh, just really gave me chills, gave me tears. It's a, it's a really great episode. And uh, if you missed it, please check it out. Amen. Yeah, so we're talking about we're talking about Georgia today, and we've got some we've got some great guests. Let's go ahead hey, and can I get, can I read oh, my yeah? diary post real quick? Oh, sure. This yeah, of course. Dear Diary, today, Democrats in Georgia question certifying the election. That is all. Okay, that was that I was, was confused, Lord. That was brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you should you you should publish that. I will. I <laughs> <do> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and bring in our guests. We have the incomparable Brian Lupo, CanCon Cannabis Conservative, joining us. Welcome, Brian. And of course, Thanks we have me. Holly Kaysen, uh, the the press secretary for both Cause of America and U.S. Election Integrity, as well as U.S. Election Integrity Plan co-founder. Welcome to the show, Holly. Thanks, Ash. It's nice to be here. Yeah, so, uh, you know, when, when the news, when we saw the news happen in Georgia um, last, uh, you know, I, I kind of tuned in, tuned in last night about the, the commissioner candidate asking them not to certify the results of the election, the election in District 2 in DeKalb County, Georgia, and it's DeKalb, you do not pronounce the L in DeKalb, uh, Nick, um, and uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> and, um, but he has asked them not to certify the results of the election. So uh, if you want to pull up A1, Mr. Producer, we'll just start off with John Solomon. Shoe on the other foot. This time a Democrat wants to stop certification of election results in Georgia after the hand count found vote counting machines off by thousands and they were indeed off by thousands so um, I want to just go around the horn here you can pull it down I want to just go around the horn here and, and get initial reactions to the story and then we're gonna we're gonna go through we're gonna lay out the timeline and kind of look at the narrative and some of the other things that are happening in in Georgia and specifically into Cab County as well but as you know as we prepare to have this conversation Brian I'll start with you kind of what are your thoughts going going into this discussion about Georgia? Well, I mean, with, with everything that's been coming out in, in terms of, uh, you know, um, the, the Dominion machines and everything like that, you know, today we're going to get the explosive report out of the CISA regarding the Halderman report and their recommendations. The AP has been touching on it. Um, when you see that paired with the, the erroneous code, so to speak, in Williamson County, Tennessee, on these same exact machines, I might add, the Dominion ICX machines, when you compare all that stuff and you look at what happened in DeKalb, now granted, we don't have an official explanation yet, just speculation and that kind of thing, but when you look at what happened, it's strikingly similar to a lot of the uh, claims that have been made in Williamson, Tennessee, in Antrim County, Michigan, um, you know, and in Fulton County, Georgia. So. It's preliminary, but there's, I mean, this is, this is becoming too much of a problem and it's, it's consistent now. It's consistent. And, and, you know, you mentioned the Antrim County, uh, report that's from December of 2020, right? So we're not yeah. talking about, you know, these are new things that are coming up with the Dominion machines. This is confirmation of what we've been saying since the November, 2020 election. Holly, what are your, what are your thoughts on what's happening down in DeKalb County? Well, I'll take a different tack on this. I think this starts uh, a serious narrative uh, shift from the left uh, based on the fact that, you know, most of the complaints that were coming out of, you know, any given state since the 2020 election about the machines, um, you know, they were able to quash these stories by saying, well, it's sour grapes because your guy didn't get in, you know, it's all about Trump and this and that. And the election integrity movement has always maintained that it is not about any given candidate. It's just about free and fair elections. And so now, now that this is a Democrat and uh, they're questioning the results from the machines, I think that's going to be a big shift. Now pair that up with the Halderman report coming out, and we know Halderman is uh, a Democrat, definitely not a Trumper, and um, I think this is going to be a huge shift in terms of uh, what is what is the opposition going to say now, because they can no longer use the, the tropes that they've been using for the last 18 months to quash the stories about uh, the election machines being a problem being vulnerable and and not delivering free and fair results no i think that's i think that's a great point you know i admittedly the the first thing that i did was go to see who stacy abrams endorsed in this race <laughs> <laughs> um, and as far as I can tell, she did not endorse a candidate in this race, though I did find some some interesting things with people endorsing multiple candidates in this race. But uh, so that that conspiracy theory is out the window. But um, I do want to go through. Yeah, I do want to go through the. Uh, I did the same exact thing. Sorry. Good, good. I'm glad it's not just me. <laughs> 
Um, I want to go through kind of the narrative, and we'll do this quickly just to get the audience up to speed. Mr. Producer, if you could please bring up C1. Um, so this is going back to May 2nd, and this I just I find this very interesting. In the beginning of May, when the mail-in ballots in the Georgia primary were delivered, several people had the wrong ballots, right? And so this is going back into Cab County, Georgia. There were election issues going out, uh, you know, st since the start when the ballots were um, when the ballots were were uh, sent out. So this says this discrepancy in precinct assignments was caused by a misalignment between the state's legislative process and the Secretary of State's redistricting timeline for county election offices, Mr. Loman Smith said. DeKalb VRE, uh, that's their voting oversight, um, voter registration and elections division, I think is what it stands for, something like that. Uh, DeKalb VRE leadership responded urgently when they learned of his, this error and worked through the weekend to find a solution that will allow affected voters to cast their ballots for the correct races in whatever manner works best for them, absentee by mail, advanced in-person voting, or at their assigned precinct on election day. I urge you to go to the Secretary of State's website now and confirm that your ballot is correct. Every voter deserves to have their vote counted in every single race on their ballot and every candidate in every single race deserves the opportunity for consideration by the voters. So from the very beginning in DeKalb County, there were issues with the setup of this election. So then if you go to the next one, now we're at May 26, which is after the primary here. DeKalb Voter Registration and Elections Office will rescan ballots from all 40 precincts in County Commission's district following some confusion about the vote totals, vote totals Decaturish has confirmed. The votes will be rescanned on Saturday, according to the Secretary of State's office. It is expected that interested parties will be able to observe this process, according to a source familiar with the situation. Election is scheduled to be certified on May 31st. Then on May 28th, if we go to the next uh, here, DeKalb VRE has suspended the recount. So they were doing a hand recount. And then, you know, I mean, Georgia's stopping counting in the middle of things is just becoming a pattern of behavior. But uh, they, they suspended the recount for County Commission District 2 race until Sunday, May 29th at 10 a.m. The formal request for the recount was just submitted by the Democratic Party leader and the DeKalb Elections Board voted to conduct an internal audit by hand count of the Commission District 2 votes. A hand count is expected to occur during the process but may not happen. So that's where at the, the 28th. Um, this is the actual quote from that VRE. If you go to the next one, Mr. Producer. This is the quote from the, the, the voting official, the elections official. At this time, we're going to suspend the activities and we will reconvene in the morning. I want to be mindful of everyone's time. We have a festival that's going on outside. Well, priorities, right? We have staff that need to refresh. I know we've lost some observers who will want to be here as well. Just being mindful of that and wanting to make sure that we're getting the results that we need to get. We should get because of accuracy and we'll be back tomorrow to do this now what's really important you can pull that down what's really important about may 28th is may 28th is when the siza advisory was leaked to the ap so at the same time that they the same day that they suspended the recount activities in georgia the siza advisory saying yes the machines are vulnerable but the machines haven't been exploited was released on the same day and a reminder that the halderman report that is sealed by uh, Judge Totenberg down in uh, Georgia is about Georgia, right? So, uh, so this is, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist, but it doesn't seem like these are mutually exclusive occurrences when you have the pause of hand counting and then SISA issuing an advisory. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, we can pause, we can pause there. So that's, that's, that's where we're at in terms of what was going on up to the May 31st, right? Which is when they were supposed to have completed the recount activities and certified the election results. And they still have not certified the election results. But I want to talk about what the recount showed before we move on to kind of where we are now. Um, so, uh, uh, Mr. Producer, can you please pull up B1? Thank you. Um, so these are the, the original results. This is what, what the machines showed on, uh, on May 24th, the night of the primary. And Brian, I know that you've been deep in a lot of this data. Um, you've, you've got much more depth in the precinct level results in DeKalb County um, than I've been able to look at. What are, what are we looking at here? We're looking at a lot of s votes that are being swapped from Marshall Orson to Michelle Long Spears. Uh, significant uh, votes. And not only that, we're also missing votes now. There's 2,810, uh, excuse me, votes that have been found in the hand count. So you have 2,810 votes, 2,810 that are being reported as being found in the hand recount. So not only do we have votes that are being flipped, there's new ones that are being discovered. And this is this is where it's getting strikingly similar, not only to Antrim, but to the to the QR QR code debacle in Williamson County, where the, the only reason they found these votes that were being put in a provisional folder in, in Williamson County was because a poll worker literally sat there and tabulated how many people were going to the machine. And at the end of the day, when the poll tapes came out, said, hey, you're only showing you know X amount of votes here, but there was actually significantly more what's going on, and they caught it. Now, the same thing that's happening right now in DeKalb, uh, we don't know if that's uh, it, we don't know if that would have been caught, but right now it's being caught because Michelle Long Spears said, hey, I'm showing no votes in my precinct and my husband and I voted for me. Like, so we should yeah. have, at minimum, we should have two. And, and because of that, she said, something's not going, something's not right here. And that's where this hand recount came from. Right. So if you go to the next one, go to B2 and we can look at what the, the recount results have actually shown so we see here uh as as brian said as as cancon said the 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 difference between orson and michelle long spears this flipped the race so we're we're not talking about you know oh it's you know isolated and rare and and there's no issues we're talking about michelle long spears was out of the runoff and now she's leading the race <laughs> I mean, that, am I getting that wrong now? This, this, they're blaming this on this Broussard guy dropping out of the race. That's that's how I've um, kind of read it. Uh, in that, when when he dropped out of the race, it created an issue with how the the um, the structure in the back end of the system, I guess, and the software was was set up. But we're talking. I mean, he only got 133 votes. So I don't understand why that was causing flipping from Orson to Spears, right? Well, but they specifically said that it, it caused a like a programming error, right? Well, they, they said misconfiguration. I think is is that's how I've read it, and that's in one of the one of the cuts we have. But um, look at yeah, go ahead. May I interrupt real quick? Can you can producer Mr. Producer? Can you bring that those uh, images back up, please? Why yes. 
<laughs> oh, you're the per oh, come on. All right, so so look at this, and 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 here's here's the question that I have because right now we're being told it's a it's a programming issue, right? Right. And and that in that there was redistricting issues, and somebody was dropped off the ballot. Uh, similar claims that they're making in Antrim County about you know they they had to change the configuration file or something of the election. But here's the thing: is these are ICX machines. In other words. When you vote in person, you're getting a card that's programmed. You're putting it in the ICX BMD, ballot marking device. A, a, a touch screen is popping up. You're selecting what you vote for. It prints that ballot, and then you, you go and scan that ballot. Now, why would a candidate dropping off or a redistricting issue be a problem on election day voting that's done all on a touchscreen tabulator. The only place that you should have an issue is on the printed mail-in ballots that came to you and they have the, 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 it's the wrong ballot configuration. So when they go to scan it, there's a huge discrepancy. But we're not seeing a huge discrepancy in the absentee by mail counts. Um, you know, we're seeing, if, if you look at the numbers, Lauren Alexander uh, loses 13 votes, or excuse me, loses eight votes, no, 18 votes. Then, then the other candidate loses 31 votes. Now, this is a lot. And even Michelle Long Spears, who's the biggest beneficiary of all this, 415 to 423, she actually lost votes on the mail on the mail-in ballots. The election day is where the biggest uh discrepancies are found and why aren't they more universal look at the advanced votings uh numbers again very minimal adjustments but you have these bold 3500 voter adjustments on election day so um i, I don't know there's a lot that's going to be coming out on this yeah holly i want to get your uh your reaction to this because you know we're in, in theory, this would be enough for us to go and get a, uh, you know, an audit to, to, to do an audit and to understand what, what was the programming error that caused these specific uh, numbers of ballots to be swapped and to be moved around, right? But um, this, as, as Brian mentioned, these are things that we've, that we've seen in, in other counties. And, you know, what, what, what is your reaction to what we're seeing here in DeKalb? Well, I think Brian's analysis is spot on. It, sh it shows that th something happened with the machines. And, you know, we've always posited that, <clears throat> you know, election fraud will happen. You know, people will vote for each other or, you know, somebody will take grandma's ballot and put it in the box. But I think this illustrates one more time that the machines are where the fraud can scale. And that's that's hugely problematic because that, as we said, is flips the races. And it, it has the power to flip the races. Now, um, if, if we were just to have paper hand count ballots on the precinct level, sure, there's going to be some ballots here and there that are fraudulent and we should catch them and, and no fraud should be tolerated. But the argument that um, you know, there wasn't enough fraud to flip an election is now shot completely because this this shows that the race was flipped. And I think, you know, in these local races is where we're really going to keep seeing the number of ballots and, and the scale of the fraud showing up. Uh, I think I think that's spot on. I think that is an, um, you know, the, the machines being able to scale the fraud is uh, is 
is what we've suspected for a long time, right? And when you see, uh, you know, the, for, for auditing purposes and for um, recount purposes to make sure that the counts match, they need the mules, they need the mail-in ballots, right? They need the suitcases that they pull out in the middle of the night, but they can't get the results that they want without the machines, right? They, they need the machines to be able to control, as Draza says, it's a, it's a control system. Um, I want to, uh, to, to take a moment and talk about, um, talk about making sure that we're not tracked online. Tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet? Maybe advertisers know a bit too much about you or you're concerned about the privacy of your identity. Using incognito mode won't solve your problem either. IP Vanish VPN is here to save you, is here to save you, is here to protect your right to privacy and to help you stay anonymous online. If only someone would save us. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IP Vanish or the government. You can use IP Vanish on your computers, tablets, and phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IP Vanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on your speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That is just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use, and you have all you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take back your privacy today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com daily and use promotional code daily and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com daily. So looking at uh, the the results, Brian, you had some good insights about what we're seeing at a precinct level. I think that there's uh, some discrepancies with what we're seeing at a precinct. Can you talk talk a little bit about what we saw there? Yeah. So uh, once again, I think I think you guys have the chart, the actual chart, but I'll I'll pull it up here on my my end as well. Um, looking at all the precincts, first of all, they're not reporting on three precincts, like the, in in the hand count. They're not giving us three precincts, and that is. Uh, off the top of my head, I think it's Glenwood. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. The, the, but there's three there's three precincts that they're not including in this hand count tally. Uh, if you scroll over to the right here, you can see an actual chart with the differences. And what we're seeing is consistent across every single precinct where uh, this this Orson uh, gentleman is being having votes deducted that's the numbers in red that you see while michelle long spears is having votes added i mean we're we're talking three thousand votes uh you know in in a in a, in a county that or excuse me yeah a county that has fifteen thousand votes in this particular race so you're talking about a 20 to 25 percent swing um that's I, I i that's unacceptable there's no other word that's unacceptable yeah yeah, it, it is. It is unacceptable. And um, do have we gotten any answers as to why the the three counties aren't being included? Bizarre. No, not yet. It's, yeah, not no, yet. That, no, that's interesting. And this is, of course, an evolving story um, as as the hand count uh, concluded. You know, and and we got these results. Um, 
where you know we're we're adjusting and and seeing seeing where the facts take us with this story um and i i just uh, so i want to talk a little bit uh about i'm sorry i'm just looking for your request for admission brian um you sent over this this court document uh can can you tell us a little bit about that and mr producer that is uh yeah you got it yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I, I did a I did an article yesterday on on um, my Substack, uh, which is under the name CanCon C A N N C O N. Uh, I did an article yesterday that was kind of fact checking a a post that came up a while back from Christina Bob of OANN and uh, Gabriel Sterling, kind of engaging on Twitter. And in that, Christina Bob alleges that ballot images are missing uh, seventeen thousand nine hundred sixty. Well, it's it's a little bit worse than that. So, what I found out is that all all of the ballot images from Fulton County, uh, I'm not sure if it's all of Georgia, but definitely Fulton County, all of the ballot images from the original scan are missing. And they've admitted as much now in Curling v. Raffensperger, this is I think from February 2nd, 2022, where they ask them, uh, are, are, were ballot images from the original scan kept? And they say no, and, well they say admitted. Uh, and see, the reason that that's, a, there, there it is, admit that you did not preserve until the present time the majority of ballot images from in-person voting for the November 3rd, 2020 election, original machine count response admitted. And the reason that this is significant is because now we've seen over the course of the last few days, AP News and CNN get out in front of this Halderman report. And they keep saying this Halderman report, what it's going to allege is that the votes can be inconsistent with what the voters intent is. They can be altered uh, from what the vote what from what the vote was recorded or they can uh, dis disclose the voters uh, 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 identity. So it's no longer an anonymous ballot. Now I want to focus on the first two, the, the ability to inconsistently record a vote with what you, what you vote. Well, when you vote on a ICX machine in Fulton County, it's, it's not what was visible to you. So if it says Trump, you voted for Trump and you know, Biden right underneath there, that doesn't mean that you voted for Trump. The actual vote is recorded in the QR code. And obviously people can't read QR codes. All right. So the reason, the reason the Haldeman report is significant is because we don't know what was in that QR code. So when you scan your ballot, it says, yes, you voted, but it doesn't confirm who the machine uh, tabulated a vote for. It just tells you that you voted. So when you do the machine count, it's important to have the ballot images from the original count stored with what's called a SHA file. And that's a hash validation file to ensure that the scanned image is exactly as it was created. So as soon as you scanned it, it creates the SHA file that can be used to determine that that ballot image was never tampered with. Now what Georgia has is the ballot images from the second machine count. And why is that important? Well, it's important for a couple reasons. One, there's no voter to validate that the, machine, that the machine's interpretation of their ballot was what was actually counted. There's no voter there. This is all done by, by staff. And so you have no way of verifying that the machine count two ballot images are authentic because there was no human validation and there's no Shaw file to validate that that's still the same image from the first count. Now the hand count they did in Fulton is, I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a mess. It, partisan, excuse me, nonpartisan, bipartisan, 
it's a mess. And Nobody just for the audience, we're talking now about the November 3rd. We're not talking about the yes. Georgia primary. We're talking about November 3rd. And Fulton County specifically is where those suitcases of ballots were pulled out. So we're talking about the recount that occurred in Fulton County. And I and I just want to, because it's a lot, right? And there's there's so much nuance Correct. to all of this election stuff. We're, what what I believe you're, you're reporting here is that uh, Brad Raffensperger has admitted to destroying or, or not preserving the machine images, the, the ballot images, rather, from the first machine count that No, 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 that's Fulton County. No, that's oh. Fulton County's Board of, of Registration. Fulton, Fulton and, County, and not Raffensperger. Not it, Raffensperger. But... Two different offices, so we got to make sure that that's clear. Um, okay, got but, it. So, so but, but, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say the significance of it is because now in the AP News and, and CNN, they're getting out in front of this Halderman Sisa release that's coming today at some point, uh, as we were discussing, probably at 4.45 p.m., just in time to die over the weekend. 4.59. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. But we're getting that today, and, and, and they're getting out in front of it and saying that, you know, CNN goes as far as saying these vulnerabilities have never been exploited, which is a bald face. They have no way of knowing statement. that. They Yeah. We haven't no. looked. We haven't looked. They haven't looked. Well, That's, no, it's not and, even that we haven't looked. Tried. Go ahead, Holly. Well, if they tried to look, we know because of the uh, trusted build, they wiped out all of the the logs from the from the machines. So there's no way that they could verify whether or not there was any sort of uh, penetration or hacking or anything from it because the, the machine logs are what's going to tell you what happened in that machine. That That's the evidence of hacking or penetration or whatever it is. So they, they you know, Dominion erased the evidence, you know, right there with the trusted build. And, and we have Secretary of State Jenna Griswold saying, uh, these logs aren't important. I, you know, we deleted 29,000 uh, voter records, but what was in those 29,000 are the, the machine logs. And that's the way that you can tell what happened. Yeah, exactly. no, I, I think that's a great point. And we're, we're talking about a preservation period, a retention period that's not expired yet. Right. I mean, we're talking about for from a federal law standpoint, it's 22 months. So we're getting close. But those records are still required to be preserved. And in this uh, this affirmation that you sent over, Brian, the question here is, please admit. And again, to thank you for correcting me, it's to the Fulton County Board of Registration and Elections, not not Raffensperger, who admitted this. But Fulton County, uh, the question is, admit that you did not preserve until the present time, which is still covered under the, the law, the preservation period under the law. Admit that you did not preserve until the present time the majority of ballot images from in-person voting for the November 3rd, 2020 election original machine count. And so is there any way that they can make an a Holly, I'm going to go to you with this with this question first. Is there any way that they can make an argument that because there was a second machine count and they kept those ballot images that the first machine counts ballot images weren't election records that had to be retained. I mean, I know that wouldn't work in an SEC audit, but would it work would it work for our elections? No, absolutely not. And, you know, back to Brian's point about these QR codes and the importance of the ICX machines and these QR codes. Um, I had a personal experience with this um, in 2020. I was an election judge and during our training, we weren't allowed 
to use the ICX machines. We were filling out ballots. We were doing all sorts of run-throughs and scenarios during our trip. And so when I had the chance to vote um, in my county, I used one of the ICX machines. And it was bizarre because we I was never alerted to the fact that once my ballot was submitted and it was printed out from a regular uh, inkjet or laser printer it was on an eight and a half by 11 sheet there was no special uh information on the paper there was nothing to make it official i could not verify who i voted for because all i received was a piece of paper with some code on it and the qr code so back to brian's point is these qr codes could be interpreted as anything now the the key here is that once my ballot did not start off with a piece of paper. There was no way to confirm what my intent was and how the ballot was counted because there's no way to match up uh, anything before the machine generated my ballot. So it's it's a horrible situation. And I think it, it goes back to the idea that this is all uh, pushed through by the ADA regulations where people who need uh, special compensations to, to vote uh, need to use these machines. Well, now they're using these folks as guinea pigs and an excuse to push through horrible uh, ballot and ballot casting practices. Well, and I'm, you know, we, we talk about Colorado as the election fraud test kitchen and how the things that happen here expand across the country. I'm thinking about how, you know, a lot of these are from counties. This is DeKalb County. The, certainly the mail-in ballots going out wrong was DeKalb County caught the error and went to the Secretary of State's office. But, you know, if you look at the... The, the, the election um, legislation that in Colorado was just signed into law yesterday, counties have lost their, their power and oversight, right? I mean, you're basically having to beg. And I also think it's very interesting that this is a Democrat primary, right? Yesterday, as we were talking about this um, last night, I was trying to figure out why is the story getting so much coverage? This is weird, right? Like, this is weird. that and, and, Oh, it's Democrats. That's why. <laughs> um, but uh, we're, you know, we're, we're seeing this coverage and it's raising new questions. So just, you know, kind of for the for the audience, Mr. Producer, can you bring up B3, please? I just want to kind of reset what we're talking about. In the the primary that occurred on May 24th, there was issues with the machine count that uh, that one of the candidates noticed. And you'll see here, uh, machines did not count 2,810 votes at all, mostly from Election Day ballots. That's almost 20% of the total votes that just mysteriously disappeared. The machines also only counted 589 votes for candidate Michelle Long Spears on May 24th and placed her in placed her third in the race, but the June 1st hand count discovered 3,491 more votes for her, and suddenly she's winning the race. The winner of the May 24th machine count was Marshall Orson. The hand count reduced his total by 1,298 votes, and now he's in third place. Um, all right, so you can pull that down. So that's just to, to reset the audience that this is what's happening right now in DeKalb County, Georgia. We're allowed to talk about it because it's happening to Democrats. If this was happening to Republicans, they would be called election deniers and told to go off and, and you know, and, and stop being a sore loser, right? Which begs the question, if we're only allowed to look at allegations of fraud as they pertain to Democrats, uh, you know, do we really have free and fair elections? I'm, you know, we're, we're talking about 2022 midterm primary primaries right now, but how many people in the November 2020 election weren't allowed to look? 
How many races, downstream races, how many ballot initiatives, how many of, how many of these, uh, the, the, you know, how many candidates and not just candidates because elections are not about the candidates, they're about the will of the people. How many people have been shamed, have been defamed and slandered for asking questions? And now a Democrat asks questions and, oh, what do you know? There's all sorts of problems. Um, Brian, where do you think this goes? Where do you think we're going to we're going to go in, in Georgia? Well, I think the only thing that would have been better than this happening to Democrats in a primary is if it happened to Democrats in the general election, because then you have Democrats versus Republicans right now. And right now we have Democrats versus other Democrats, and they're going to be making backroom deals to try and sweep this under the rug as quickly as possible, in my opinion, because they don't want this out there. They don't want anything about this to be uh, to be discovered. And, you know, getting getting back to I, I just real quick, I want to touch on on the 2020 election in Fulton County and the significance of everything that we're seeing, you know, when they when they gaslight us and tell us that there's no evidence, they there is no evidence because they deleted all the evidence. Right. OK, there is no evidence because the only evidence that's left, they've been stonewalling Garland Favrito in the voter GA case for almost a year now to look at the physical paper ballots. That's the only proof that may exists to show what actually happened in 2020 in Fulton County. Every other uh, thing that could be used, I mean, the poll tapes aren't signed, the zero tapes are non-existent, the logic and accuracy test was run by Dominion themselves in Fulton County. I mean, it's... it's Because it's, of COVID, it, right? They had, to get, they had to get some new people in because of COVID. COVID was yeah, just the gift yeah. that, that keeps on giving. <laughs> I think I made this analysis before, but it's like and I think it was on this program, it's like walking into a murder scene and seeing a dead body with a weapon and everything else on the floor and them saying, uh, it wasn't a murder, you can't prove it. Okay, well, let me go walk the scene. And they say, no, you're not allowed to go in there and look. You have to prove it from, you know, the building next door. That's all That's all you can use to prove that this was fraud. And it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I want to, if you don't mind, real quick, I just want to touch on two other things that were mentioned in that same uh, rec request for admission. Um, they also ask, admit that you did not, uh, excuse me, um, admit that your Dominion tabulating servers crashed during the machine recount of the November 3rd, 2020 election. Admitted. And then they also asked them, um, admit that the Dominion tabulating crash during the machine recount uh, interrupted the ballot tabulation also admitted. Now, this is two other things that are in that same document that are just, they're, they're not re related to, to this necessarily, but they're mind-blowing. Admit that during the November 3rd, 2020 election, volunteers acting as absentee ballot clerks were permit permitted to have access to ENET on their personal computers in the polling place. Admitted. This is this is ENET is their the equivalent of their voter voter uh, registration database. Okay, that's their equivalent. So you have people coming in, and we were told that this is not true. Uh, Bridget Thorne did an interview with me. She was a precinct manager. She did an interview with me where she confirmed this that ACLU lawyers came in and had access on their personal computers, and we were told you're a conspiracy theorist. That's bullcrap. Tell me that they weren't sworn in. We're talking about people accessing our elections on private computers, personal. What could possibly be on it? It's Holly, mind blowing. Guys. Yeah, Holly, I remember you, just going back to the November 3rd election. You had a, an, an interesting situation when you were an election judge with with uh, using using the computers in the precinct. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, 
in the precinct, what was interesting is that, um, you know, they told us that, you know, all of this was in a secure, um, closed system. However, I had problems logging in at one of the days that I was working and I could not gain access to the main system that I needed to use. And lo and behold, uh, they installed Zoom on my computer and had me go through my uh, login. Uh, the people at um, SCORE who were running the, the uh, software behind the uh, electronic voting system database, you know, the, the voter records, were able to see my password. They were able to log in with me. They were able to do share screen and they had, and they had me on Zoom. And I thought, well, wait a minute, how is this even possible because we're not supposed to be on the internet? And um, once I got logged off or got off of that particular machine, they left Zoom on just in case. So the entire <laughs> precinct was wired up to Zoom and we know we know Zoom isn't exactly secure and we also know it's a Chinese owned uh, software. I mean, it was- And it, it doesn't was work without the internet. No local Zoom. And the IT people there, I said, "Wait, time out. Well, we're not supposed to have this." And they said, "Oh no, this is a different situation." And I said, "No, this is the same computer system as all of this stuff." And I kept asking questions, and they finally just told me to go sit down and do my job. And I thought, "Hmm, that's not how this should be working." Yeah, no, that's crazy. And I, I want to get, uh, I, I want to talk more about that. But first, I'm seeing a lot of banks out there that are pandering to current trends at the cost of the customer. But there's one that's not afraid to make bold decisions that pers put customers first, even if it's going to make headlines. It's Axos Bank. Do a quick search and you'll see what I mean. This is a bank that's all about integrity, fairness, and the freedom to do business without compromising our values. Take a look at their rewards checking account where you can earn their highest interest rate, and it's a big one. Listeners can get a $150 bonus if you open it by July 31st. Go to axosbank.com daily for full details. That's axosbank.com D-A-I-L-Y. And for that cash bonus, you only need a $1,500 direct deposit within the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Axos Bank is federally insured member FDIC and they're for us, all of us. Axosbank.com slash daily. Go check them out. So uh, I want to I, I want to talk about this, right? Because we're talking about narrative here now. We've shifted we've shifted into narrative because this is you know close. Cl Holly got a got a first up for a, a, a first hand taste of the. They're not connected to the internet. Oh wait, sure. I mean, guys, it's a, it's a technology system. Of course, it's con it can connect to the internet, but it wasn't connected to the internet. And now we're seeing the same the the same types of things in 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 DeKalb, right? With with the results coming out, and the narrative <laughs> is um, not a coincidence, in in my opinion. You you know, we talked about how on May twenty eighth, the the count counting stopped until May 29th. but we know. Right. I mean, I think that the folks on this on the, the four people on the screen here know that uh, they knew exactly what happened on May 24th. They knew we know we know that that that's what they do. Right. We, we know that they can they can uh, calculate those results pretty darn easily using those machines. And they know um, what they, they they can see who's voted early and who's, you know, coming in. They, they knew exactly what happened on on May 24th. So what? 
what do we think? And well, I know I'm asking you guys to speculate a little bit, but what do we think is really going on here in terms of the size advisory? Was the Halderman report always going to be, you know, released or leaked around this time? Was or or was the the trigger this election? Holly, I'll go to you first. What do, I mean? Do you think we're do you think we're we're seeing what's really happening, or are we watching a little bit of damage control? I think there's definitely damage control. The news is out. And I think one of the things that people um, outside of Colorado don't know is that there was a hearing about, I don't know, a week, week and a half ago, Ash. Is that when we were in the committee hearing? Uh, two Thursdays where, ago. Yep. Two Thursdays ago. Okay. So um, in that hearing, the Jenna Griswold's staff was there. And what we were doing is... Um, making public comments on these proposed elections. Oh, sorry, that was last Tuesday. I thought you were talking about the uh, Mesa County hearing. No, this was last no, Tuesday. This no. was the rules hearing. Last yeah, Tuesday. sorry. Well, um, surprisingly, to to uh, without any of our knowledge, Professor Halderman actually came and testified, and his case, what he tried to explain to uh, Secretary of State Griswold's staff is that independent researchers must be able to inspect voting machines and computer systems and and the like and and he's speaking from a point of uh, public interest and what a lot of people don't know is that these election systems are simply computers there's nothing more uh, nothing less than a computer system and and part of the the gaslight that we get in Colorado and I think around the US is that these systems are somehow special and you can't understand what is going on inside of them if you don't understand elections. Well, that's a bunch of malarkey. And so Halderman in his testimony said, look, you know, we find people like me, we find all sorts of bugs and problems and vulnerabilities and, and security breaches because we're independent researchers. And what this is called, at least in the crypto world, where I came from most recently, is bug bounties. There are people out in the world who make quite a bit of money trying to penetrate these particular uh, computer systems. And so Alderman said, look, you've, we've got to allow the ability for us to look at these systems as independent researchers in order to make sure they're safe. Well, that got that got news because immediately after his testimony, Chris Beale, the Jenna Griswold's number two, had a canned statement ready to go saying there were no there were no um, penetrations and, and no vulnerabilities in our election system, which again, how would Chris Beale even know? Because first, he's not a technical expert. He probably doesn't even know, you know what half of Halderman was talking about. And third, uh, they never checked. Yeah, they never check. They never check. So, yeah, I mean, so we have uh, Jenna Griswold, you know, Jonestown Jenna, as I call her, our, our Secretary of State here in Colorado, who is on a rulemaking spree. Uh, so we had last August 3rd, a rulemaking hearing where she made all of her uh, COVID emergency rules, uh, codified them all into non-emergency law. And then this, uh, you know, we've been fighting and we've talked about it on the show, the Senate Bill 22153 here in Colorado, which takes all of the 
uh, election oversight, all of the local checks and balances that we used to have and puts them in the hands of the Secretary of State and the Department of State. Um, waters down, I've, I've written about this, it waters down a lot of our laws. It makes plausible deniability just so much greater for the Department of State staff and for the vendor staff. Um, but this hearing was about uh, was about Jenna Griswold's rules, not the rules that are coming with this new legislation. This was another batch of rules that she's putting in place to lay the groundwork for another batch of rules that's coming with this legislation. It's tyrannical, and there's no way that normal average American citizens can hold their governments accountable when they're constantly changing rules like this. So we were set up to to testify uh, against these rules, you know, giving very specific reasons to very specific rules and why we disagree with them. And we were all shocked because Professor Halderman, J. Alex Halderman, showed up to this little hearing. I mean, you could see in the room, there was like four people in the room. Most of the people were on, on the Zoom for that. And he showed up and testified against Jenna, Griswold, Jenna Griswold's rules. J. Aldous Halderman is a Democrat, uh, not, a, you know, not a Colorado personality at all. And uh, it was important enough for him to show yeah. up to, to that. Uh, and, and that was really, really shocking for all of us, wasn't it, Holly? Yeah, it was. And if I could close out my statement, I guess I didn't really make the point that I was trying to make earlier is that um, I think I think the powers that be, Jenna Griswold is running this cabal of um, corrupt and and uh, tyrannical secretaries of state. They knew immediately what what J. Alex Halderman testi testifying at this committee hearing meant. This meant that this guy is still out there and he is going to continue to be a problem. They know this report is sealed. They know it could come out and, and they're doing damage control. And now what we're seeing from a press perspective is that the narrative is changing from, hey, there was there's no way that these computers could be connected to the internet to yes, they could be because there's uh, wireless modems inside of the machines, but the modems were turned off to now there is a public statement and evidence in Georgia that now votes are being manipulated, flipped, miscounted, the software is a mess. And now um, I forwarded an article to Ash uh, from CNN. There's this woman, Frederica Shouten, who seems to be an early um, advocator of the mainstream press narrative around election fraud and election integrity, anything to do with elections. Turns out she comes forward and says, um, paper ballot counting on the precinct level and voting all exclusively by paper will take us back to the horse and buggy era. And Mr. And Producer, you have this if you want to pull it up while Holly's talking. Yeah, and I think that's the big signal here is that they know that there's going to be a big push to get rid of these machines between now and November. And they are trying everything they possibly can to thwart this effort. And in fact, a couple Colorado counties were mentioned in this article as well as a Nevada county. And um, every source that Frederica cited in her article, all of these quote unquote experts are all these information and disinformation operatives throughout these NGOs across the US. And in fact, Darren Beatty has done quite a bit of work on exposing all of this in Revolver News. And um, this also connects to the J6 
um, narrative. And a lot of these people have been involved in these uh, disinformation operative campaigns. And we're seeing a lot of familiar faces and, and names in this particular article as well. So be ready for this. This is what's coming this summer. And yep. we're going to only hear more of it. Yeah, I just want to read a little bit of this because you're you're so spot on. And we talk a lot on this show about, you know, watching the narrative and, and understanding where they're going to shift their messaging. So despite warnings that ditching voting machines would delay election results and likely violate the law, county commissioners in a rural slice of western Colorado this year voted to stop paying the licensing fee on the county's devices. Commissioners in Nye County, Nevada, meanwhile, want local elections officials to begin hand counting paper ballots in this year's elections. And in Arizona, two Trump-aligned candidates for statewide office have gone to court to in a long-shot bid to bar the use of machines to record and count votes in battleground state with more than 4 million voters. That's the injunction on the machines, and there's also one filed in uh, Alabama. These pockets of resistance to voting machines mark another attempt by Republicans sold on the baseless claims of election fraud to transform how U.S. elections are run. Going down just a little bit, this is the narrative piece here that Holly's talking about. Reverting to hand counting would take election, would quote, take elections administration back to the horse and buggy era, end quote, and is wildly impractical for larger jurisdictions with millions of voters, said Victoria Bassetti, a senior advisor to the state's United Democracy Center, a nonpartisan, um, sure, group working on fair and secure elections. Bassetti calls the moves dangerous for democracy and driven by senseless conspiracy theories about the 2020 election. Okay, you can pull that down. So what they're saying here is, yes, they're connected to the Internet. Yes, they're vulnerable. Yes, we've seen real issues, whether it's in Antrim or in DeKalb or whatever. But it'll take too long and we're really impatient. So we need to keep using uh, fraud prone voting systems because we, we, you know, efficiency and speed is more important than accuracy and integrity. Brian, is that what you're hearing here? Yeah, you know, I, I have a, a listener of my program that's become a friend and uh, you guys actually, I met him at the symposium where I first met, met you ladies. and he has developed a a counting device that can aid in a hand count with zero capability of being connected to the internet it is strictly a a counting device that determines this vote was this this vote was that and that's it there is no tabulation it doesn't send it up it's just a way to 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 help expedite the counting process while still maintaining a hand marked paper ballot as an auditable trail um, but going back to going back to uh, what you guys were talking about, uh, uh, Mr. Producer, if you could pull up that YouTube video real quick and go to the four minute and uh, nineteen second mark or the four twenty mark, um, four twenty uh, CanCon. Uh. Um, yeah, if you could go to if that's you could go to that there. mark. Yeah, yeah, but it's actually that's actually the 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 perfect the real mark. To yeah, I yeah, uh, got it ready. Okay, this is from Clark. Nevada, Clark County, Nevada. This is their official training video, I guess, for poll workers. Go ahead and play that if you can. It's only a couple seconds. One second. There we go. Till election morning. Find the cell phones inside the same storage box as the kiosks. They are stored inside a plastic shoe box. Turn the cell phones on immediately. 
Verify the seal numbers <laughs> on it. all That's four it. doors of the ICX. Oh, my goodness. Match the numbers uh, on the seal report. Super seal legit report and secure. The seal is color-coded to report, match yeah. the seal colors. So yeah, that's, that's wow. Wow. But, I mean, it's horse right and buggy, anyone? <laughs> horse and buggy, right? They, these aren't connected to the internet, but make sure you turn on the cell phones that right. come with the with the ICX machine. <laughs> well, why would we need to do that? Somebody, somebody actually told me, somebody, you know, one of the election deniers when I played this for him, they said, um, well, what if that's like to call tech support? I was like, have you ever have you ever bought a product where they give you a cell phone to call tech support if something goes wrong? <laughs> No, nope. yeah. that's how that's how ludicrous some of these people are. But folks, it's right there. I mean, these things connect to the internet. By the way, those are the ICX machines, the same ones we're talking about uh, here in in the Halderman report, the same ones we're talking about in Georgia, the same ones we're talking about in Williamson County, Tennessee. And I think I think it is extremely important if you could pull up that EAC report again, Mr. Producer. I think it's so important that we look at what is happening right now in DeKalb on these Dominion ICX machines. If you could go to the last page, findings and conclusions. It, it, I think it's so important that we look at this right, right there. On February 11th, Dominion submitted the root cause analysis. Here's what happens. The QR code misread affects a certain part of the QR code. The ICP scanner mistakenly interprets a bit in the code that marks the ballot as provisional. Once that misread happens, the provisional flag is now is not properly reset after that ballot's voting session. The result is every ballot scanned and tabulated by the machine after that misread is marked as provisional and thus not included in the tabulator's closed poll report totals. What does this mean? This means once that anomaly is triggered, the erroneous code, which somehow got certified by the EAC, once that erroneous code is triggered, every ballot after that is marked as provisional and not counted. So when you do a hand recount and 2,810 ballots pop up like they did in DeKalb County, guys, can we, can we, I mean, can we just look at what's already out there and just compare it to what's going on now and use common sense and get rid of these machines? Yeah, well, yeah. Common, common sense could, isn't... Yeah, go ahead, Holly. Sorry, if I could bring up um, two points that, that go back to the idea of um, the narrative shift. There's, there's two things that I think people need to know about. First is this idea that we won't know results uh, quickly. Um, so that's, that's a farce that has been generated from very early research that I was looking at around the machines. Um, I was going back to the history and, and figuring out where did these machines come from. It was an article that I meant to publish and I never did because I thought it was boring and would, would be boring to most people. Turns out it was probably uh, not so boring. But <laughs> what was interesting is that in the Philippines, when they first brought these machines in, the Dominion machines, for their election, what they were doing is they made an excuse that the machines were going to help with civil unrest because there was a very corrupt government. And what they wanted to do is make sure that they could pump out the results of the election before there was question around it and before the citizenry could rise up and potentially get violent. So that's where this whole narrative started for you have to have the results right away. Now, if you think about, I believe it's Taiwan, where they do crazy cool hand counting. I mean, they're, they vote in private, but make their uh, counts very public. It does take a little bit of time to get through it, but um, their results are reliable. 
Now, we're going to be fed this narrative that, oh, oh my gosh, if we have to wait for, you know, eight hours or 10 hours to get the results versus the results, the minute the polls close, that something is going to be wrong. That's that's the first lie that they're going to try to feed us. You know, the results are going to take long. Well, how long? Hours? Who knows? But the second thing is the way they have the, the counts centralized on the county level, that's where they get these enormous numbers of having to hand count all these ballots in one night. We're saying, no, break it up onto the precinct level, which is each precinct is about 2,000 people about, you know, I'm just, I'm broad brushing it there. 2,000 ballots are, no matter how complicated the ballot is, it can be counted in hours. It does not take days, weeks, or months. So what they're trying to do is tell us that, um, you know, these these huge chunks of ballots are going to be coming in and, and they all have to, millions of ballots are going to have to be counted all at once. No, if you break it up and roll up the totals, that can all be done in a few hours. So um, I, I would like the audience to put this in their heads. And when they start hearing this repeated over and over again, you know the truth. You know that this is not the case and that they're trying to snow job you and into being so afraid that we're never going to know the results because we're doing hand count paper ballots that's you can push back against that because that is the lie and i think you know it's it's a great point mr producer in that in that uh cnn article that we that we had up if you just go back to that part that we were reading the the language used here holly confirms what you're saying right reverting to hand counting would take election administration back to the horse and buggy area wildly impractical for large jurisdictions with millions of voters right and that is you can pull it down that's all i wanted to show that is the the you know large jurisdictions well what's a jurisdiction in elections right how are they quantifying what a jurisdiction is they're talking about counties right they're talking about fulton county georgia and you know the tcf center in detroit and and whatever right they're talking about massive counting operations at a county level and uh that's that that's part of the it's it's part of the architecture of the the fraud right it's it gets us to the point where we need machines because we can't possibly count millions and millions of ballots at uh you know on on election night well you can if you're decentralized and you're doing it at the precinct level and the precinct should be the primary jurisdiction in elections right that should be the 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 precinct should be where the results come in first and so if the county results are saying that you know my precinct results are different than what we saw at a precinct level then we know we have a problem but by continually removing the the ballots right and, and literally moving them right you take them from the precincts and then you have to have ballot transport judges and you have to have all of these things but it also opens you up to be bringing in a whole bunch of ballots um all through the night right that, <laughs> that even when you stop counting um well you know this is all like really common sense stuff so all, all of this is kind of hilarious i mean the media mockingbird nonsense is is the same as we've always seen but people are asking really common sense practical questions and they should deserve common sense answers that should be very, very simple to answer. I mean, they have all this technology. God knows they'll do whatever with our tax money. This, this is a simple problem to fix. It is, but I do, 
I, I mean, I think this is great news, right? I, I, I think that this is a, a huge positive for us because, like, I'll, I'll go back to when we were doing the SB22153. The pressure campaign that the grassroots in Colorado put on the elected officials was so significant that the head of the clerks association had to come out and address the evidence that was in the Mesa reports. He had to come out and speak about it, right? That's what we're seeing now with this. SISA cannot ignore what's in the Halderman report. They can't ignore it, you know, now that we see the same types of vulnerabilities, vulnerabilities being exploited in DeKalb County. So what are they doing? They're explaining it away. They're getting in front of it and, and, and shaping the narrative, but only because they have to. Right. They wouldn't be out here talking about this if if they didn't have to. They have to. And I think that is a huge win for us. We are uh, just about out of time. So I'm going to give you guys both a last word on that. Uh, Holly, I'll go to you first. Uh, well, thanks for having me today. Uh, I encourage everybody to get off the couch get involved and 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 jump in this fight. And so if you do want to get involved, go to causeofamerica.org. And that's where the network coalition is being built of all types of grassroots organizations across the U.S. who are working on the hyper-local level to fix elections in uh, their own backyard. So go there to sign up get information and get involved. And secondly, if you're in Colorado, go to USEIP.org, USEIP. Um, that's where you can get connected to the groups in your local county. And also, um, you know, keep the faith. There's we still have time left. The pressure is is mounting, and with Mike Lindell's injunction cases matched up with the Halder Halderman report coming out, I think we're going to see some serious fireworks between now and uh, November. Yeah, you can't cancel the truth forever, right? Brian, thank you so much for being here. I'll give you the last word. Yeah, thank you for having me, folks. Um, yeah, again, this is this is the foundation of our republic. Um, without it, it means nothing. Our republic is literally just a, a, a banana republic at that point. And, and a lot of people ask me, well, well what's going to be done about this? Well, like Holly said, the only people that are going to do anything about this are you. It's going to yeah. be you and me. It's going to be the citizens. Our elected officials are not going to do anything about this because it's a system that they've been taking advantage of for probably decades. They know. Uh, you know what this there now there are a few absolutely there are a few you know you like you guys in Colorado with clerk Peters you know there are people out there who are fighting for the integrity of this but without the support from the people they feel like they're in a losing battle so we need to rally behind these these individuals that are running for office that are that are vowing uh, election integrity you need to get involved with groups like Holly said cause for America you need to get involved in your local elections folks you need to get involved in who's running your elections the supervisor of elections in your area um, and, and and you need to uh, you know I hate saying this but because it's it's kind of patting our, us on the back but you need to share out this information most people aren't going to see this because, you know, they're too ingrained in, in the AP news and the CNN. And I mean, you, that, that is just telling you exactly what you want to hear. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, you know, the, the AP article about the Haldeman report says that Dominion, uh, here's a quote from it, quote, no one but Dominion has had the opportunity to test the asserted fixes to these machines. So, you know, th th they'll tell you we're, we're, on, we're on top of it. We're going to fix this. And then the only resolution is whatever dominion says needs to be fixed and we don't get any oversight into that that is not elections should be transparent ladies and gentlemen period period and thanks for having me guys 
Always. We love having both of you guys. And you're you're so right. I mean, you know, nobody should be able to audit themselves. And all we see with with uh, with the machines, with the processes, with these corrupt secretaries of state and their their, you know, lap dogs like Matt Crane and and others is uh, just centralization of power and zero transparency. It's a completely opaque system. So we want to thank you both for being here today. Really appreciate you guys. Um, and we'll we'll have you on again soon. Yeah. Amen. God bless both of you. And thank you for coming on. Awesome. God bless. Thanks for having us. Well, you know, and I, uh, I, I know you, uh, you made a comment about what I said. It's not that I, it isn't good news because it is, it's phenomenal. Uh, what we're witnessing right now is the establishment dying. The media does not have the sway that it does anymore. People are not buying it. Uh, and they know that and they're trying to hold on to that. Um, but we are witnessing the collapse of an empire that has, you know, has served against the American people. So this, yeah. this will be the most exciting year uh, that I've seen so, so far. Yeah, and I think it makes them really dangerous, right? Well, a corner I mean, animal, They're fighting you know? for their very lives. And yeah. so, uh, you know, and so are we. Um, so like Holly said, I think the only, uh, you know, the only thing that we can, that we can do is fight back. We, we can't wait for somebody to save us. Um, you know, Brian said that as well. There is, there is no one coming to save us. It's for us. And so it's time for everyone to get in the fight. You know, it's, it's, it's time to, to get to know your local officials, to talk to them. Um, I want to read from, uh, first John one six, and this might be a little bit controversial, but if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. Uh, if you know the truth and you still live in lie, you still, um, you know, the, the, the book that came out last year, Live Not by, I think it was last year, Live Not by Lies, that was based on the life of Alexander Solzhenitsyn, right, who just decided, I'm not going to participate in the lies of the communist regime. Um, and he changed the world. Right. And so, uh, you know, we have to we we have to live in the truth and we have to speak the truth. We cannot um, pretend like it's not happening. And, and way too many people who proclaim to walk in the tr in the truth and proclaim to know Jesus are perfectly content to allow society and their communities and their fellow man crumble all around them and to allow a great evil, which is our government at this point a great evil to continue to uh to lie and to um br you know bring about injustices and and oppress and bring into slavery if you pull this thread to its logical conclusion we're all in the gulags so uh you know we we have to we have to stand up and um you know as mike lindell says don't save your patriotism don't save your action for a rainy day it's pouring outside amen and you know i think we are seeing very clearly that people are revealing themselves uh and for good and bad but politicians citizens their true allegiances their true uh motivations their true character is being revealed at a scale and at a rate that we've never seen before so i would say to all of you that we all have a choice to make right now and some of us have made that choice uh, and we will continue to, to have to choose. But right now we have a choice, every single one of us. Are we going to be an individual who wants to play small, who wants to stay in this for their own good and just try to get by? I just want to keep my job. You know, I don't want to make waves. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to get ridic ridiculed. 
or are you going to make the choice to be someone who's truly going to stand up and go all in? Because that's what we need right now. We need all of us together to be all in and committed to sacrificing and to acting however we need to in order to restore our country. Because there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing left to lose after this. Yeah. You're you're absolutely right. Couldn't have said it better myself. So that's it. We're we're out of time. Mr. Yeah. Producer, you want to pray? Sure. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for connecting us with true patriots like uh, CanCon, like Holly, uh, like Sean, like all those who are working tirelessly, who are giving their own time and energy, who are pulling themselves away from the creature comforts, from being able to take weekends off, from you know, chilling at home, watching movies. We give this time, we give this energy to you. We give it up so that we can act according to your will, so that we can save our country. We are grateful for so many blessings that you have given us, even over the last two years as we have seen an unprecedented attack on the truth and on those who speak it and on, on those who seek the truth. We continue to have so many blessings, so many beautiful moments to connect with amazing people. Deliver us from this evil. Deliver us from this empire of deceit. The truth is coming out faster more than ever, and we know that is your will. We know you are blessing us with that. We pray that the Halderman Report, that again, another saga in this endless story of lies and of cover-ups, of agendas that are against the will of the people, that seek to rob us of our voice, that seek to rob us of our country, that seek to determine our future against our own against our own interests. We pray that not only is this revealed, that this is ended. Free this country, Lord, please. We we beg of you now. Free this country from the grips of this horrible, horrible group, from this from the lies, from the deceit, from the division. We are all one people and we are your people. Bless those who are in this fight. Bless CanCon. May he and Holly and all those who are fighting, may they be filled with strength. May they be filled with peace. Let those who have not seen the truth, let them see it brighter than ever. We turn to you. We need nothing but you, Lord. This country is a blessing upon the whole world, not just for us, but for everyone else. We are a light, and we are here, and we, we pledge to be the lights in our own community. That is the only way we will win. There is so much more that we can do, every single one of us, Lord. Show us how we can be better. Show us how we can stand into the true power that you have given us. Allow us not, not just to play, but to play big, to play to our full potential. There is so much potential in you. There is so much potential in each one of us. And together we are unstoppable. Those who bow to you only. Those who seek the freedom that America once offered. To seek the truth being revealed. To seek a nation and a people who is united and who is strong and who serves you. Show us how that we may make that a reality. Allow us as we go into this weekend to be refreshed. Allow us to enjoy every single beautiful moment, the sun and the wind and the air and 
all the amazing blessings that each one of us has that are unique to all of us. Reflections of all the amazing blessings that come from you. Allow us to move through this weekend and into the next stronger, more focused, more determined, more committed to you, more committed to saving our country. And let us all come out of this joyfully. I pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. All right, so oh. we're out of time. That's that's the show, everybody. Yes. Um, we'll be here tomorrow. The uh, Defend Florida and Defend Our Union team is putting on a uh, kind of a workshop for uh, local organizing, and, and we'll be doing six Mountain Time. It is four p.m. to six p.m. Mountain Time. Um, and we're going to be streaming it on Conservative Daily and on Lindell TV, too. So uh, tune in tomorrow, 4 p.m. Mountain Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Central Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time. <laughs> and I don't know and what time what Hawaii is, like? is on. I think it's like... <laughs> you can call Corinne, find yeah, out when Hawaii is on. 7 a.m. in Greece. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, um, so <laughs> come you know, come join us tomorrow uh, tomorrow evening and, and check it out. It's going to be great. They're, they've got uh, great speakers, the, the Thayers, Michelle Swinnick, Mel um, Kay is speaking and um, uh, some, you know, I think Mike Lindell has a, a message he's, he's delivering. So we'll be doing that tomorrow afternoon. Um, of course, we go live every Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. Uh, at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and at 4 p.m. Mountain Time, not from 10 to 4. That'd be a long time on the air. It would, yeah. It'd be really long. Um, yeah, you can find us everywhere. Yeah, yeah, we're on we can, uh, our we can do it appropriately. Okay, sure. Our uh, <laughs> our home site is conservative-daily.com. Uh, that's also where you can go to become a member of Conservative Daily. God bless all of you who have uh, become members. We are seeking and working very, very hard to give you the best analysis, the best information, and as much value and inspiration uh, to connect everyone so that we can save our country. So there were a lot in the last uh, week particularly, so thank you again. Um, you can also, by the way, on Rumble, please do smash the Rumble button on the way out. Uh, be that arbiter of truth. You can go to Brighteon as well. We're there. Uh, there's a lot of really cool people on Brighteon, and there's a link in our description where you can go to the Brighteon store. If you like the audio edition, uh, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible, and a myriad of other uh, platforms that we just discovered we were on. Uh, give us a five-star review on the audio edition. It helps us a lot. Uh, thank you for those of you who have. Tell us what you think. Uh, we do care. We are here for you. We are here to provide value to you. So please, uh, if you enjoy that value and you enjoy what we're doing, please give us a five-star review and share what we're doing. Uh, you can text the word FREEDOM to 89517. We will send you a text message when we're about to go live. And in the description, there's also a link to subscribe to our newsletter. And you also get access to the Daily, daily Facts Blast, um, which is uh, a massive discount in the memberships as well. We're on Telegram, True Social, all those places, at Conservative Daily, at Joe Oltman, and at Ash in America. That's A-S-H-E in America. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. So thank you, truly. God bless all of you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being in the fight. Thank you for being on the front lines. We are all on the front lines right now. As I've said before, there are no spectators in this fight. This is a war that all of us are a part of. So choose your side and choose to get in the fight choose to be that light in your community in your family every single one of us needs to be all in right now and i know that if that happens this this battle is won already so 
we'll, uh, we'll see you tonight. But uh, God bless you all. I'm Apollo. And I'm Ash. God bless you, everyone. And have a happy weekend.